Miksha. And Sophia Miksha, your host of Seeds of Sunshine, a mother-daughter multi-generational podcast filled with laughter, wisdom, and advice. I am a high school student in the IB program, a runner, and a sister. I have a BA and MA degree in English and have published three poetry books, a tennis book, and two essay anthologies, which you can find on Amazon or my website, carmenmixabooks.com. I am also the broker CEO of Dynamic Real Estate, my own company. To buy or sell a home with me, please visit my website, dynamicsacramentohomes.com, and mention this podcast for a discount on commission. Thanks so much for tuning in. We promise you Seeds of Sunshine once a week to elevate your lives and dreams through better communication between generations. Jamie Zielinski is the CEO of Master Your 24 since 2002 time management guru, helping hundreds of people reach their goals. She's a master at making the chaos become calm through time management and mindset coaching. Welcome to Seeds of Sunshine, dear Jamie. We are deeply honored and happy to have you on season two of our Seeds of Sunshine, a mother-daughter podcast. And how are you today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful today. Thank you for having me. Of course. And you are in Houston, Texas, right? I am. It is nice and uh, 107 today. Oh my gosh. We had 107 on Sunday. Um, and so, yes, uh, it's too hot. Today, we have it much cooler. High will be 90 degrees. Oh, and of course, wonderful. it's summer when we're recording this. <laughs> yes. And so uh, before we launch into our fun and inspiring conversation, as always, we have a quote and a joke. And the quote is by Carl Sandburg, who said, time is the most valuable coin in your life. You and you alone will determine how that coin will be spent. Be careful what you do. Be careful that you do not let other people spend it for you. I absolutely love that. You yes. have to be in control of your time. You can't be uh, doing everything for other people spending your time. Right, right. And let's see if you get this joke, Jamie. Um, why should you stop to purchase the clock when you're running late? I don't know. Because that way you buy time. <laughs> That's a great one. I might have to use that one. Absolutely. Feel free to. My daughter always gives me grief and says, mom, your jokes are cheesy. And I'm like, precisely. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going for. Those are the best. That's right. That's right. And um, uh, Jamie, you are the CEO of Master Your 24, a time management company. So you're like a time management guru. And um, I have to say, I was really intrigued when I read your bio because I like to call myself the daughter of time. And you know why? It's because my father was a watchmaker. He was a really good watchmaker. And he was one of the few people during communist Romania who had his own company, his own business, you know, a small shop. Um, and he used to repair really intricate, uh, uh, you know, cuckoo clocks and pendulums and any kind of watches. And sometimes I used to, what I like to say, dust the hands of time with him. 
because he would give me the little brush and he's like, okay, clean these little pieces. And then we put them all back together and it's going to work. And it was just so fascinating to just sit next to him. And, and we were always obviously very quiet, but we were also talking at times. And so I joke with my daughter, especially with Sophia, who's actually out running with her team. Um, but I joke with her. She's like, mom, you're always late. I'm like, what do you mean I'm late? I'm the daughter of time. I'll get you there to the second. <laughs> that is absolutely wonderful. I had no idea. That is a wonderful story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Jamie. And so speaking of, you know, time management and being you know, uh, good with our time. How did you first get into uh, time management coaching? So when I was in college many, many years ago, I was at Florida State University and everyone in my circle, I was so busy and I kept hearing people say, I don't have enough time. I mm-hmm. don't have enough time, but I was doing all of the things. So it really set in me at my core of, but you do have enough time. You definitely do. We need to work on how to make the time so that you are getting what you want out of your life. And I helped friends, family, even a couple professors figure out how to get more out of their life because they kept this mindset of, I don't have enough time, so I can't do that. And that is when it launched into the training aspect and the the mindset around you can get a lot more out of your life Mm -hmm. if you work on managing your day-to-day time because there's so much free time that just goes away. It just, it's gone, you know? Yes. And and how uh, do you make the most of your time? Any particular strategies? I do have some secrets. Um, I tend to focus around hard conflicts, soft conflicts, and managing the the free time most. But you have to have your hard conflicts locked in, and then you work in your soft conflicts. Hard conflicts are must-do appointments. They do not have a time in which they can move to. They have to happen that day, that time. And then you have your soft conflicts where they're flexible, but they have to happen every day. And then you have all those extra free time pieces that you work in and you have to prioritize those a little bit more. But one major tip is setting a time restriction on your phone, social media apps so that you don't spend too much time wandering around social media. And is that easy to do? How do you do that? You go in your settings and you can literally set for each time, each app, a set number of time you're allowing yourself to do it, whether it's playing a game, whether it's meditating, whether it's being on social media and engaging with your friends and family, you can limit that so that you, we've all done it. You just sort of sit there and scroll and the next thing you know, it's 45 minutes or an hour later and you go, what happened to my day? So you set those restrictions on yourself so you can monitor your own behavior. I love that, Jamie, so much because I have to be honest with you. I am worse on the social media than my teenage kids. And and my excuse, Jamie, is because I'm the broker CEO of my uh, real estate company, Dynamic Real Estate. 
and I also do the podcast and I'm a published author. I'm like, I'm doing this for work. And my kids are like, aha, uh -huh, that's what you're telling yourself, mom. <laughs> yeah, my, my alert actually came up yesterday and my daughter was looking at my phone for something for her upcoming birthday. And she, the alert came up and said, you have, you have one minute left of your time. And she goes, mom, you have time restrictions on your phone too. I said, absolutely. That's how I'm able to get everything done. Yes. That is so clever, Jamie. I love it. I might have to do that because it's like you say, sometimes you can get lost in a, in a different time zone, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I love that so much. And I love the fact that you differ, you, you make a difference between the hard conflict and the soft conflict, because like you and I, we have certain appointments that we can't move around, especially the ones with our clients who depend on us. Uh, but we have a lot of soft conflicts, you know, every single day that can be moved around, you know? Mm-hmm. And if a hard conflict comes in, you're obviously going to move that soft conflict without even thinking about it. But if you plan it that way, you find that you have more hours in your day. Or if you would prioritize your soft conflicts with your goals, whether it's marathon training or Ironman training or working out for a bodybuilding competition or any of those things that we do, those can, those soft conflicts almost move to hard conflicts because those are priorities in your life, right? So you got to be willing to move them around a little bit, but you still have to take the time to put them in your calendar the way that you want your life to look. Yes. And what are some of your soft conflicts that you are able to move around? Um, I travel a lot. So I have... Um, I have a soft, hard conflict with my workouts mm -hmm. because I'm not going to be at the gym every day in my, at my house at 5 a.m. I'm not going to mm -hmm. be able to go to that gym every day because I might be in Florida or I might be in Washington state. So I have a hard conflict in my brain that that one is going to get on my calendar, but it's a soft conflict as far as when it happens, right? Mm -hmm. So there's flexibility in that one, but it, it used to be a soft conflict that would get bumped all the time. Right. It made it a priority in my life. And now it's one of those closer to hard conflicts, but has that uh, flexibility on, is it at eight o'clock at night? Is it five o'clock in the morning? Or did I sneak it in at lunchtime? Yes, I love it. I'm a, a marathon runner myself. And because it's been so hot in Sacramento, I running is my hard conflict. I have to start it first thing in the morning. Even before our interview, I, I went and met with a good friend of mine and we started our run at seven o'clock, even though today it's much nicer. But sometimes I do have to move that if I have an early appointment with my clients, I'll say, well, I will do my run in the evening, you know, which is much harder because you're out in the elements. I'm not a treadmill runner. I can't do it at the gym. Um, but I completely agree with what you're saying. There is almost like a fine line between the hard and the soft because you know that that soft conflict is actually what keeps your hard conflicts going smoothly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and for a lot of people, they put that they're, you know, you're a runner. So that is one of your hard conflicts. I used to be a runner. My knees are, my knees don't like it anymore. So I oh. moved 
more to um, walking. That's a mm -hmm. priority every day and lifting weights, right? So those used to be the things if my work schedule or my travel schedule or my meeting schedule was crazy, those would get bumped off to next to the next day where now that mindset has shifted to it has to get done today. So I will figure out a way to do it. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, and I think you also have a great way to prioritize uh, your to-do lists and your tasks. Do you have any advice on that? Um, I have my eight to 10 must-dos every day. Okay. So, And they change every day. So every night before I go to bed or every morning, once I wake up, depending on when I have, when I make it happen, I have eight to 10 must-dos every day on my list. And I'm a big list checker, mm -hmm. so I don't just type it in my phone on my notes and mark it off. I like to write it down on paper and check it off. So those are my eight to 10. And if it's bedtime and I have two more things on my list I have to get done, I get them done and then I go to bed. They cannot move to the next day. So I start with eight to 10 must-dos every day, and those get mixed into the calendar as part of what you have to do. Wonderful, Jamie. It's funny because I do exactly the same thing. Um, I take like, see like this, uh, <laughs> this is a, a little calendar for running. Um, and then on the back of it, I make my list. The only thing that I don't do as well as you do is I move my items to the next day sometimes, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, it happens, you know, sometimes it happens a few times during the week and sometimes it never happens but I just allow myself that flexibility you know um, especially because sometimes there is an urgency in real estate although it's not really an urgency but that's how the clients perceive it right right um, and so but I love the fact because I'm like you it's it feels good when you cross off your list or you put a check mark um, and um you know, hard appointments are in the calendar, but to-do list, I like it written down. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's more powerful because if you're a visual person like I am, and you probably are too, it gives you more satisfaction being on paper. It's like reading a book versus listening to a book, you know? Right, absolutely. Yeah, there are, I started with three, three mm -hmm. must-dos. And as things in my world have expanded or changed, or I've gotten more systems in place around those three, they went to five. So there were other things on the list. There's never just five things to do in a day. You know, there's always another, and those would get moved because they were, they were the must do's, but not immediately tomorrow. Right? right. So those did get moved. Um, one of my must do's that never changes is gratitude. I do gratitude mm -hmm. every morning. And I write it down. I have a little book that does three gratitudes a day and I write that down. So that's a must do that stays on there every single day and never gets missed. So that one, you know, I added to that of actual things that had to happen in the day, whether it's a doctor's appointment or stuff like that. But it is really wonderful to write them down and check them off. Yes, yes. So satisfying. Um, and uh, with your gratitude, so many of my friends love to do that. And particularly one of my very good friends who has an awesome podcast, Dying to Ask. Um, and she also is a believer in the gratitude list. Uh, I think she does it in the morning. Do you have a preference when you do your gratitude list? 
I prefer in the morning as well, just like mm -hmm. your friend. I believe it sets your tone mentally for the day of what's important mm -hmm. because as things come at you, whether it's your work or your kids or family, things are going to come at you and maybe try to unground you from your focus and the gratitude being done first thing in the day, I really think sets your tone. And if you have questions throughout the day of, of what's important today, you can look back at what you wrote down for your gratitude. Okay. Yeah. It, it makes total sense for me. I sometimes do it in the evening because I'm reflecting upon my day. And then I say, I'm so grateful. Like, like today, I'm so grateful. I ran with my good friend because we haven't run with each other for a year. And we really, we're not that far from each other. And we chat with each other all the time. We're in the same book club, you know? Right. Um, but like, um, to, to me, is like at the end of the day, I'll have so, I'll probably have a bigger gratitude list. I'm grateful that I talked to another daughter of time with you, Jamie, you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I really like the fact that you use it in the morning to set the tone of, of your day, you know, in place and to really start with that grateful heart. Absolutely. But I do like your reflection post in the evening too. I think reflection is, is key. It sets you, um, kind of closes your day off, helps you get ready for a good night's sleep, you know? So both yes. I think are wonderful. And I think gratitude, you just should put it out in the world all the time. Absolutely, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you mentioned that you travel a lot, uh, but you still train um, and fit in your uh, exercise. Mm -hmm. How do you make that a priority? You kind of touched upon it. Sometimes you do it in the morning, sometimes in the evening. But what is your tip for other travelers? Traveling can be very, very difficult. And uh, just in the last 30 30 days, I've had 25 flights. So you can, it's possible. I haven't missed a workout. I haven't missed a walk. Um, I've stayed on my meal plan on point. You have to set that intention. You have to have that plan in place. You have to say, these are my workouts for the week. And literally, no matter what, put them on the calendar. Now, I tend to use my heavy, long travel days if I'm going from East Coast to West Coast or something that's going to have a long day or a long layover, I will make those my assigned rest days mm -hmm. because those are just, it will totally impact your sleep and sleep is the number one way to recover from things that are going on in your life. So you have to prioritize sleep too, but you have to make sure that you schedule rest for those really, really crazy days. Um, but again, you have to put it as a hard conflict or that flexible, soft conflict. Cause if there's say a flight delay and you get in late, well, one time I landed at eight 30, I still needed to get my workout in. So I got it done in the hotel gym and it was done for the day, but I knew it was going to happen that day. So it's more around not letting the chaos of a traveling life impact your must do's. It's more of fitting them in to your crazy schedule. Love it, Jamie. And speaking of chaos, you have a saying that you're a master at making the chaos become, become calm through time management and mindset coaching. I really, really love that. So can you expand a little bit more on that? 
Yes, I believe that we all live in a chaotic world. No one has a very simple day, really. It's, I, I, I would love to meet someone who, who's, who's just enjoying peace and calm. Maybe that comes in retirement. I don't know. But um, life is absolutely chaotic. And I've set an intention in my life and in those around me. My children feel it. My husband feels it. My friends feel it. When it gets super chaos, if you have your time, your day, your habits settled into a schedule, when chaos comes at you, there's almost a calm to being able to accept it. So that's what I mean. If you can manage all the busy of life and schedule it appropriately so that you are getting things done, then when life throws you a curveball or tries to mess up your flow, Everything else is pretty calm because it's just one little thing above the rest because you've got all of this under control and that chaos is not on top of a million chaotic things because you don't have that peace around your schedule. I think it brings such calm to our life that when the kid is sick at school and I have to go pick them up, it's, it's a one-off. It's not in addition to a million other things, if mm. that means. Yes, quite powerful, Jamie. So if you were to distill your coaching and uh, your time management skills, what would be your three time management tips to our listeners? Three time management tips would be, one, you have to have a calendar of some sort that you're using. So you have to have a device or tool that works for you in a way to manage your life around, you know, if you're not one that's going to write it down in a written calendar, don't buy a written calendar. If you're a phone person and you want to utilize your phone and email, utilize that. But you have to have a resource and a tool first and foremost. You have to start there. Secondly, you have to be able to identify your hard conflicts. And a lot of my clients really don't know what that is until we talk through their life. So I say you make sure you have your hard conflicts listed in the calendar first and foremost. And then we work through your, your, your soft conflicts, but I mix in with my clients, what do you want out of life that you haven't been able to get to yet? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to eat better? Are you trying to run a marathon? Are you trying to be an Ironman triathlete? What are you trying to get out of life that you keep saying, I don't have time for? Make mm -hmm. a list of those things. It could be one thing. It could be two. It could be, I want to write a book. I just don't have time to put the thoughts on paper. Those need to be mixed into your soft conflict because you have to start putting those on your calendar so that you can get what you want out of this life and, and make the time for those dreams, those loft goals, those things you really are trying to get out of life. And then once those are in place, the extra free time stuff, we can work through the benefits, but those are my top three, because if you let, like you said at the beginning, if you let other people control your time, you will never get what you're supposed to get out of this life. And that's where I really help people identify what those wants and needs are. And we, we calendar it, we put it on there. That's when you do it. And that's when you make it happen. Love it. Love it. Um, and, um, even though you sprinkled so many seeds of sunshine at the end of each episode, we love to sprinkle those seeds of sunshine, which is something 
uplifting, inspiring, and maybe actionable that help us make positive changes in our lives. So what will your seeds of sunshine be, Jamie? My seed of sunshine is always kindness changes the world, but it starts in your mind and your heart. It starts within your home and spreads outwardly. So you have to speak kindly to yourself. You have to speak kindly to your family and friends, and then it will spread to changing the world. Oh, I love it. And how can listeners um, keep in touch with you and connect with you on social media? Uh, I am on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, Jamie Zelensky 21 is my Instagram handle. And I tend to post most of my coaching tips and tricks um, through there. And then I have a website link on my profile where you can fill out a form if you'd like me to help you manage your time better. All right. I love it, Jamie. Thank you so much for, for spreading so many seeds of sunshine. And I wish you to keep shining, Jamie. Thank you so much, my uh, daughter in time. <laughs> and have a wonderful rest of your summer, Jamie. All right. Have a great one. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye. To contribute and support our podcast, Please become a subscriber or use the coffee app, which you can find in our show notes. It is greatly appreciated. Thanks so much for listening, sharing, and reviewing our podcast. To connect, please follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Carmen Mixa and Carmen Seeds of Sunshine on Instagram. Thanks so much. Goodbye for now.